Greetings, family. This is Delisha Artis, and I am your host of the Wealthy Crown Podcast. The Wealthy Crown is where we empower believers and kingdom entrepreneurs on how to become better financial stewards by applying both godly wisdom as well as practical money strategies. So get ready to position yourself for financial breakthrough and abundance by the supernatural power of God. And may your hands never lack what's in your heart to do for the kingdom of God. Hey, my family, welcome to this week's episode of the Wealthy Crown Podcast. This week, we are discussing a very sensitive topic, but I think it's so important that we talk about it. Um, We are talking about um, what happens when your money plan is negative. So you got your money plan, you have your income, your expenses, but yet you are in the negative. What do you do next? And I think it's so important that we talk about this because this is exactly where I started out in my financial journey. I want you to know on today that I'm not someone that has been perfect. I'm someone that's gone through the process. And this is the reason that God is sending us back out to help equip, teach, and train other believers like you on what this journey really looks like. And so before we get into it on today, I have to encourage you to make sure if you have not downloaded our ebook, How Honoring God Unlocks Financial Breakthrough, please do so. It's so important that you know more about my journey and what it looked like from the inception of the journey. And although I cannot put everything in today's podcast, my goal is to give you some information because I can't give you everything. But that ebook walks you through my journey step by step from every job I took, maybe every sacrifice I took, every seed, everything he told me to give along that journey, I take you along. And I remember writing the book and the Holy Spirit said to me, this is important to stir the faith of my people. Now, as we get into it on today, I want to let you know that I am pressing through with this. Um, because, of course, my voice, trying to maintain that. And then it looks like um, Anchor is trying to lock me out of the podcast. So this is why I know that this is so important that we record this and get it into your hands. So the first thing that I had to do, you guys, when it came to getting organized with my finances and realizing that I'm in the negative, the first thing I had to do was be transparent. I had to be transparent about where I was. And I also had to make up in my mind that I have to get serious about my finances. Today's podcast is going to be very sobering. Because a lot of times I think, um, we often think because God is involved and because we are saved and because we carry the glory and because we are anointed, that it bypasses the process. Now, what because of who we are, It gives us access to God's power and God's strength. And there's an ease that we're able to go through the journey with. And we get access to his favor and open doors. So that makes the journey easier. But this is something that you have to decide within yourself. Is that I don't like where I am. This is not okay. And God, I need your help. To get me into the right position. So I can see things turn around in my finances. 
This is not for those who are, you know, trying to negate the process. Now, being transparent and getting serious about your finances, that doesn't mean you get depressed about where you are or get sad about where you are. No, you push past that. One of the things that I teach when it comes to um, the seven spiritual principles for positioning yourself for financial breakthrough, one of those principles that I talk about is repentance and forgiveness. Repentance, meaning God, I'm going to do this a different way. Show me how. But forgiveness is for yourself. Because oftentimes we get so sad and upset about what we've done that we don't want to move forward. We cannot let uh, where we are keep us where we are. That's the trick of the enemy. You have to move forward, right? So you have to decide within yourself, I'm going to do something different. I have to take this seriously. If I'm going to see change in my finances, this is not me sitting around waiting for money just falling out of the sky. Not going to happen. You have to operate the principles of the word and practical money strategies in order to experience God's supernatural power. I had to do both, you guys. So after I got transparent, I got serious about my finances. The next thing I had to do was take an honest look at where my money was going. I recently had a conversation with someone on Instagram and they said, hey, I budget. I'm really good about that. Uh, but things are still not working out. And I asked them, have you done a 90 day review? Because it's easy to look at your income and look at your bills and figure out that you're in the negative. Because it may come out that way because you've already spent the money. This is why the first step to creating that money plan is doing that 90-day financial review. And if you've obtained that money plan guide, you know that that's part of the process. You have to look at the last three months. Before we can tell our money where to go, we have to look at where it's been going. And oftentimes we think we are spending money in certain areas that we are not. Every one of my clients that I get an opportunity to work with, and even those who do the 90-day review on their own, they will tell you that 90-day review is humbling because it's so easy to say, I don't have enough until you look at the numbers and you realize I do have enough. I've just been spending the money in other areas. For me personally, when I first did my 90-day review, I realized I was spending $500, $600 in eating out. I was the only adult and I had a toddler. But if you were to walk up to me and ask me how much money I was spending on eating out, I wouldn't tell you $500. Tell you maybe $100, $150. When in reality, when I did that 90-day review, guess what? $500. Is there anything wrong with eating out? No. But for me and my personal desires, I would rather cut back on eating out and have $1,000, $5,000, or start working on my savings goal instead of giving Chick-fil-A, McDonald's, and all these other restaurants my $500. I also had to look at my variable expenses. Because once you do the 90-day review, you'll realize the money that you need to do what you need to do is there. We just have to redirect it. And that's the purpose of that money plan. Also, you got to look at your variable expenses. This is what we walk our clients through. Your variable expenses are expenses that happen every single month, but the amount may change depending on the usage. 
So what that means is like food and gas, things that you can really control. When it comes to rent, mortgage, car payment, you know, that's a fixed expense. Because I pay it every month, it's the same amount. But your variable expenses are things that you're spending on self-care and, you know, um, other expenses that you can really control. You determine how much of it that you use. Also, when I took an honest look at where my money was going, I had to eliminate the unnecessary spending. I had to do the things that most people wouldn't want to do in order to win with money. I had to do the uncomfortable. One of my major things was eating out. So I had to eat at home for a season. And that's what you have to remember. When you are going through this process, you have to understand that any sacrifice or anything that the Holy Spirit leads you to do in order to put yourself in a better position financially is for a season. Do not let the enemy convince you that this is how it's always going to be. Because if you soak and get into agreement with that line of thinking, guess what? You're not moving forward. You're staying right there where he wants you to. This is the season. This is the time for God's people to come forth and move forward in wealth, in dominion, and power in their finances. So I come to you with truth and light on today. I do not care how much debt you have. I do not care what's going on in your finances. I don't care how big the mountain is. It is not bigger than your God. It's not bigger than the word of God, and it's certainly not greater than the power of God. So anything that you have to do on the practical level to turn things around financially, do it. It's only for a season. This is why your relationship with God, and I know this is more mostly practical on today, but we can't leave out him. This is why prayer is so important. It helped me do the hard things. It helped me to keep going when I wanted to quit. So again, if you get that ebook, if you download it, you'll be able to take a journey with me on what it looked like to honor God with my finances and what it looked like for God and the Holy Spirit to walk me out of that prison that the enemy wanted me to stay in. The next thing that I had to do was I had to communicate with my creditors and those that I owed money. This is why with our clients, when we help them create that money plan, we also help them create a debt payoff plan. This is a moment of transparency. Write it all down. I don't care if you owe your mama $5. Write it down. Because this lets God know that you're ready. One of the things that came to my spirit for today's podcast is, listen, you do your part, got to do his. A lot of times we don't want to move forward in the journey because we're trying to figure out how it's all going to work out. It's supernatural, baby. You can't figure it out today. But you move forward and do what you can do in your own strength. Do what the Holy Spirit is telling you to do. And when you do the natural, God's power is going to come on the supernatural. So I kept an organized list of my debts. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. It was a lot, but I kept a list. Again, I didn't look at it for it to depress me I looked at it as this is going to be a testimony of the breakthrough power of God. You have to keep the right perspective in this process. So along that journey, I had more debts that really I had money coming in. So I had to communicate with them and say, hey, 
This is where I am in my financial journey. I'm now moving forward. I'm trying to clean some things up. And I literally told them this. You were on my list. I know I owe you $100. I know I owe you $500. I know I owe you $3,000. You are on my list. You are on the list. You might not be now and you might not be next. But I understand that I owe you the money. And as I go through this process and grow and clean this up by the power of God, I'll get to you. And I noticed when I was honest and transparent, because at the end of the day, they just want their money. <laughs> They're just looking for their money. And oftentimes, I experience discounts. I experience God's favor. And I experience extended deadlines. This is when the supernatural power began to show up. As I was doing my part, being transparent, God backed me up. I had creditors who were willing to write certain things off, take a discount, maybe put together a smaller payment plan because they are business. <laughs> they need to pay their light bill too. And so they were willing to work with me because they knew I was transparent and I was really doing everything that I could to undo some of the bad financial decisions that I made. Not everything was the devil. Some of these things I just did out of ignorance. And this is why this is such a beautiful journey with God because you're going to experience his grace and his mercy he is the only one that will help you clean up a mess that you made and won't ask you what happened and won't make you feel bad about it. This is why I love him and this is why I'll serve him for the rest of my life. He's so good. And even if they felt they called me, hey, here's the update. I'm not there yet. You can call me. I'll pick up the phone. I can't give you what I don't have, but I will be transparent. I will let you know. This is what I'm doing with my finances. And there I saw the favor of God. The next thing that I had to do. Hosea 4 and 6 declares that my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. And unfortunately, you guys, this scripture really reflected my life for so many years. I mean, I was literally held captive because of my finances. Until one day, Holy Spirit revealed to me that my financial lack was not a reflection of his supply, it was simply a reflection of my lack of wisdom. This is why we are so passionate about empowering believers and kingdom entrepreneurs as it relates to their financial knowledge. So we're going to host every month a virtual financial workshop called How to Honor God with Your Finances. Now, in this three-hour virtual workshop, we're going to be dealing with money mindset, how to develop your money mindset and the importance of having one. We're also going to deal with the spiritual principle of honor, putting God first. How do you do that practically? And what are the benefits of doing so? And lastly, we're going to be teaching every attendee how to create their very own money plan. I'm asked that all the time. How do I get better at managing my finances? So we want to invite you to join us if you are ready to go to the next level in your finances. We want you to grab your Bible, your notebook, your pen, and paper and join us. Each attendee will get access to a um, workbook as well as money plan worksheets and a debt payoff worksheet. So go ahead, click the link in today's show notes and join us for this month's session. Was to be open to ways of increasing my income. Again, we are supernatural beings and we understand that God is not limited to anything going on in this world, but we must be in the right position. 
You know, um, old folks used to say, I'm waiting for my ship to come in. Well, baby, if you're not doing these spiritual principles, the word of God, and the practical money strategies, the ship ain't coming. We got to bring balance to this thing, you guys. Psalms 90, 17 says, God will prosper the work of your hands. In order for God to increase you and bless you and help you clean up this stuff, the man's got to be working. My hands had to be working right where I was. I teach this in our financial workshop. When it comes to increase, heaven response is going to be opportunities to sow and to give and to challenge you. And they're also going to provide opportunities for you to work. Just because I love Jesus and I serve Jesus and I'm anointed and I'm grace, that does not excuse me from the process of working. I couldn't be lazy on the journey. And nothing could be beneath me. Again, this is for a season. This is not for forever. I walk our clients through this. Never make a sacrifice or change anything for a season without putting a time frame on it and without putting a reason why. For example, I'm going to cut back on this area of eating out for the next three months or the next month so that I can put $250 towards this debt or $250 in my savings account. Time frame and a reason. I worked overtime. Again, get the ebook. I worked overtime. I asked for it. I went to my employer. If you need something done, I'm open to working overtime. So that meant as a paralegal in that season, if a client walked in at 4.59 and we were closing on a Friday at 5, Delisha was getting that client and I was staying there to serve them. I worked for all the bonus opportunities that I had. Holy Spirit told me, you I was being lazy. I could earn two different bonuses. I was only earning one. So I had to tighten up and work to get the second bonus. And guess what? God's favor helped me. He gave me the strength, the wisdom, and the strategy that I need to get it done to earn the extra income. I know a lot of you may be parents like I was in that season. And I wasn't near family. And I had an infant toddler that was in daycare so I had to look for an opportunity at home for a season if you go back through my Instagram you can see it I work with the wellness company that wellness company allowed us the money that I needed for groceries and for gas for a season and that freed up more money from my paycheck to throw towards my financial goals whether that was paying off debt or trying to get something in savings to build a cushion in between me and life. Again, remember, it's only for a season. And if you read the book, you'll see God favored me tremendously. But you guys, I had to do the work. God had to know that he could trust me with sending the increase. That I wouldn't take the $500 and go spend it. That I would take the $500 and give it to the creditors or who I owed the money to. And that was hard. Again, this is why your relationship with God is so important. I had to lean on my faith. I needed him to help me because I knew I was doing something that wasn't easy. But I knew I could do it if he helped me. If his anointing and grace 
was on my life to get it done. And he released his power so that I could. It wasn't fun, but it's beneficial. And today I am so happy. I'm so thankful that I did what others are not willing to do in order to win in their finances because I'm living in the harvest today. You may see me today, see the open doors, and see the favor. But I had to go through this process, you guys. And this is why God has anointed me and called me in this area because I know I've been there. I'm not sitting high talking down to you low. No, I'm coming back to show you the way to offer you compassion and grace to, to let you know you're not alone and that you are doing it right. If it's hard some days, if it doesn't feel good, I worked that overtime and then all the extra money I had to throw it to clean up debt. Didn't feel good in the moment, but I knew I was doing the right thing and I knew that what I was doing in private, God was going to reward me openly. And he has done that. He continues to do that. Know that your promotion doesn't come from man. It comes from God. Our kingdom works on the secret place. What you do when nobody is looking. He saw me in my car when I got paid. Going to the bank. Getting the cash out. Putting in the cash envelopes. Not using my debit card. Only leaving the money for my bills in my bank account. That seemed primitive. Right? Seems like I don't have time to do cash envelopes. No, I do have time to do them because I want to win. This is why the first step is you got to get serious. You have to get serious. Final two things. And I know today's podcast is a little long, but I may never speak to you. I may never meet you. But you're listening to this podcast on the day, and this is my opportunity to get through to you. That this is what this process really looks like. There's some grace. There's some favor. There's some supernatural things that God is going to do. But there's some practical things that we have to do. Number five, I had to be committed to the process, you guys. One, a part of my process and everybody's process is not the same. So when I share my journey, please know that's not what I'm recommending you do. You do what the Holy Spirit tells you to do. But I'm sharing with you what I had to do. And the reason why my process was so hard is because I'm called to be a teacher. That's why the Bible says we shouldn't all desire to be a teacher. Because that process, for you to be able to teach somebody, you have to go through some pain. You have to go through some embarrassing moments. You have to feel some shame. This is why the Bible says, listen, he'll give us beauty for ashes. So I want to share with you on today, my ashes, you see the beauty, but there were some ashes up under that. So part of my process was the downsize. So I literally had to get rid of my um, living room furniture. I had to get rid of my dining set. I moved into a 600 square foot, a one bedroom apartment and a not so great side of town. I was embarrassed when my husband, ex-husband came over to pick up our daughter on the weekends or whatever time she was spending with him. Because, you know, after you go through something like that, you want to look like you want to up and up. Holy Spirit told me, no, I'm taking you too high to have something so low like pride in your spirit. So I'm dealing with it now. Humility. Smoke. We smoke. 
All those things were coming through the walls. It was not comfortable at all. That's why I tell you the Holy Spirit was with me in that place. Because I know Delisha, I would not have gone through that. No, 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 no. I want the easy route. But he empowered me to press through to victory. And I didn't know, you guys, how long I was going to have to stay there. I didn't know. I didn't know what was next. And this is why I had to commit to the process and knew that somehow, some way, my faith and the work that I was putting in, that God would honor it, do something supernatural in my life. And he did. He increased my income by $20,000 in six months. Supernaturally. But, but I had to be committed. I had to move into that place. King size bed. I show you the pictures if you join the financial workshop. I show the pictures. King size bed. As soon as you walk in, it's to my left. Literally sitting in the living room is where we slept. I didn't know how long I was going to have to be there, but I made up in my mind. I'm not giving up on this until I see change. You have to get serious and you have to want it. And God will honor you. Last thing is we close on today, and it's my prayer that this helps you on today and it stirs your faith. This is a process. God will be with you. He will favor you. He will increase you. But I had to realize I had been making bad financial decisions all my life, 20-something years. I won't go come out in a day. And it wasn't about the amount of money and the debt. It was about me. I can't go on this route for 26 years and think in a day I'm going to be transformed. Because God could have got me a million dollars. And whatever amount of money I needed, he could have got it to me quickly. But he knew I wasn't ready. This is why this journey is about a personal transformation. What you do with your money is a reflection of you and your mindset. I had to change. And the last thing was, I had to be serious about my relationship with God. And we talk about this in the financial workshop. I had to get around the right people. That meant on my lunch break, instead of being with my coworkers or being in the lunchroom, I went out to my car consistently. I was reading my Bible. Because I knew I needed the power of God to get this done. This was so much bigger than me. So I had to seek him. Seek his ways. Get tight with the Holy Spirit like I'm tight with him today. And I continue to press in, to get even tighter with him. I want to be so close to him that all he has to do is whisper. Maybe not even whisper, just think something. And I pick it up. And to know that this is the decision that I need to make. It's reading my Bible, prayer, fasting. Because a lot of us, we're dealing with generational things. Reason why we're struggling in this area, because mama struggle, grandma struggle, auntie struggle. It's generational. Jesus told us, this thing cometh out, not without, prayer and fasting. As believers and kingdom entrepreneurs, we have to employ our spiritual tools. We got to turn on our plates. We can't eat every day, three times a day, and think we're going to get a breakthrough. It's not going to happen. So get serious about the word. Get serious about pressing into God. He's going to show you the way. But what I realized about my process, and I see it today, it wasn't even about me. It was about you. That's why I had to fight. 
That's why I couldn't give up. Because God is always looking at our life, looking at how can I get the glory, but also how is this going to benefit the body and the kingdom. I thank God for his power and his strength because he was the one that empowered me to go through this so I wouldn't give up, so I could be a testimony, an example of his power and his glory and his grace and his love and his mercy to this generation and to the kingdom. So again, you guys, those are the things that, and again, I know today's podcast is a little long, but I have to give it to you. I don't know if I'll ever meet you or work with you one-on-one. But this is my assignment. I take it very seriously. I have to answer for this. I have to make sure that I equip you, teach you, and train you in any way that I can. Be encouraged, you guys. Don't be depressed and sad about where you are. There's always a way of escape for us. But these are just some tips that will help you and strategies that will help you in this process. We love you. Please make sure that you follow, you leave a comment, share this podcast with someone because there's so many people out there who are discouraged by their negative circumstance. You don't have to be. God is with you. Don't be intimidated. Hey, family, listen, we are inviting you to join us tonight. That's right. Friday, November the 18th at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We are continuing our series teaching on kingdom currency. This week, we are talking about God's anointing. If you want to be great in any area of your life, you need God's anointing. God's anointing is just not for the pulpit. So make sure you join us tonight on YouTube. Bring your Bible, bring your notebook, bring your pen, and invite someone to join you as we dig in to this very powerful kingdom currency.